great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. This week I have actor, writer, producer Michael Nathanson on. Mike, how you doing? Good man, how you doing? Thanks Good. for having me. Oh, no problem. What's uh, what's new in your way? Oh, this show called The Punisher came out and uh, it's been very interesting. It's been very interesting. It's been a life-changing experience so far in a cool way. Yeah, you're getting uh, great feedback I'm guessing. Yeah, people are people are, have been super super nice. Um, <clears throat> I've um, I wasn't really a social media guy until I don't know. I would say like kind of this summer. I, I always had like a private Instagram account, and I barely I think I posted on it like once every three or four months. But I just was never I, I was never that guy because I just never really had to be. I was kind of one of these working actors who you know kind of just made money and did his thing and was in stuff and kind of lived his life and then. Um, People are like, oh, you know, you got to get your social media stuff in order because, you know, you're going to want to interact with the fans. And I was like, yeah, no one's going to want to talk to me. Come on. Not, not of course, you know, totally underestimating the power of this uh, Marvel machine. And uh, and I should have known better because I'm a big geek and I'm a fan of all sorts of stuff, too. So I did it and, um, you know, I got my account in order and, and stuff and started, you know, I became like a public, what is it, like a public figure, whatever you call it. Yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff. And oh, then, yeah. uh, but, but no, it's just been, what's been great is just like, uh, talking to the fans and interacting with fans and getting to meet you online and and getting you know requests to chat and talk and hang out and yeah I've got like the Stein, the Sam Stein fan army going I'm like building a, a nice big uh, collective of folks so it's everyone's been super supportive and super nice and I I, I it really means the world to me because yeah. like I said I'm a, I'm a geek dude and this is just this is just heaven yeah. I love it now you gotta do like a Team Stein and make some shirts. I, I'm waiting for someone to do something. I imagine the first Comic-Con I go to, someone's going to bring me some weird thing. because Just because of the nature of my character, because he's like a funny guy, and he has a lot of funny quotes, and you know, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, uh, what happens to me in the show, I think people have like a special place in their hearts for sort of uh, characters and these kinds of things that go down in the line. And yeah, um, yeah I know if someone was like, when, when are you going to start getting all your beer steins? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, it's hard. It's a collection of like a thousand beer steins. My wife's gonna have to like deal with those in the house somehow. You have to build an extra room just for that stuff. Oh my god! I would if that that would be a nice problem to have. I would take it. <laughs> so uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I am born and raised in New York City. Um, one of the last few people actually born here who still lives here. Um, I don't. Where are you? Where are you recording this out of? I'm uh, Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm born in New York City. I went to a drama school in Chicago at Northwestern. And, uh, yeah, besides that, I've spent most of my life here in New York. I've, you know, spent time traveling around the country doing gigs and theater and stuff and, um, spent some time in LA working and auditioning and things. But, um, yeah, New York's my, uh, my born and raised yeah. home. You never, uh, wanted to do the whole move to LA for acting or writing? Yeah, yeah. It's not that I never wanted to. I think earlier in my career, I was doing a lot of theater, and it kind of kept me in New York. And uh, I'm just such a New Yorker. I mean, I, actually, we we've talked about relocating to L.A. several times, and it's never completely off the table. But yeah, I just never. It wasn't like a I hate L.A. and I love New York kind of a thing. Um, I actually really like L.A. a lot. I love California. So, and I 
Man, it is. Re- I'm sure it's cold where you are right now. It is so cold in New York right now. Today was like the first like super super winter day, um, and it really makes you want to go move to LA. Yeah, um, but it's also you know yeah we yeah I mean Massachusetts and New York it's like right next to each other pretty much. But yeah, I mean there's days where you're like I could deal with this, and then there's other days you're like my God, it's freezing out there. Yeah, you just when you think you can deal with it, you get a day like today, and you're like God damn it, and then you realize it's it's going to get like half like the, the temperature is going to be halved in like a month yeah and then what is that you don't remember you get so spoiled when it becomes warm out you just have no perspective um but yeah it's crazy man yeah but I, i'm a, i'm a new yorker i have to say it it's kind of in my dna um you also spent some time in london right um yeah i spent a semester in london just during college i just i studied a bit at uh at rada royal academy of dramatic art but that was just like a very quick you know, a few months kind of a stint in, uh, in college, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, not, not a lot of time there. That was just like a little, little brief study. Yeah. So like I mentioned in the beginning, when I introduced you, like not only you act, you've also produced and write. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I've made, I've made a bunch of shorts. Um, I think a few of them you can find on iTunes. Um, working on a feature right now that I, um, based on a short that I've made a few years ago um, that I co-wrote with an amazing writer named Amy Starvin, who wrote the movie Kelly and Cal with Juliette Lewis, which is streaming on Netflix. Um, and it's kind of a relationship sci-fi movie, kind of in the vein of like The Lobster or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And so we're we're pitching it around. I'm producing it with my, my manager, who's also a producer, Lillian LaSalle is her name. And we've had some really cool meetings with some big producers and production companies and financiers. And so it's we're playing that whole sort of spinning plates game at the moment and uh i also just wrote a um a tv pilot with a, a screenwriter friend of mine about uh about dads in brooklyn which is basically my life um and so we're gonna hope to be pitching that pretty soon so yeah you know uh, i like to keep busy i like to do other things besides acting it's hard to be an actor sometimes it's you know not a lot of control and it's good to have sort of to take back some of that control, like creative control, and, and do your own thing. So yeah, I, I like to try to do that. And I, and I produce the shorts I'm doing. I'm actually, um, I actually wrote a short and am producing a short that's we're filming this weekend and next weekend. So uh, that'll be coming out soon. Um, but that's like just for fun, you know? Yeah, which I mean, which that's fine too, because you know, like you said, it keeps you busy with things. Totally. What um for the for the show that you just wrote the for the the dads in Brooklyn, are you trying to pitch to like yeah. Netflix, Hulu or like a major network? Yeah. Yeah, man, that would be great. It's such a comp. I could, we could talk like for so long and do a whole episode about like the ins and outs of this and like how, how it's done and how it's not done. And I don't even know half of this. Cause like most of my experience has been acting and, and, um, last few years I've been starting to get into the sort of pitching world and, and figuring this stuff out, I mean, that would be the plan. My my buddy, uh, Zach Balin, who's a great screenwriter who's sold a ton of scripts and he's in uh, development on a couple of movies that are going to be made this year and next. And uh, he actually had a, a show in development that ended up not going through. But yeah, we're uh, he's pitched all over. He's pitched to Netflix. He's pitched to Amazon and all that stuff. And he's, he's pitched movies. This is his first TV thing. And so, yeah, that would be the plan. He's got... Uh, yeah, we've we've got a lot of um, ideas about where it could go, and it's it's a, like a single cam comedy, like a have you ever seen Catastrophe on Amazon? Yeah. You know that show. It's kind of like that. It's got a little girls mixed in, um, but yeah, it's um that would be great. Hey, Amazon, if you're listening, would you like to take a meeting? Have a great pilot, you'll love it. 
I mean, you you probably have some uh, strings to pull now with Netflix since you're on The Punisher. I meant Netflix. I meant Netflix. Sorry. Or Amazon. Yeah. You won't complain who, who, who grabs it. Yeah, exactly. Exa- yeah. At the end of the day, you just want to get it made. Um, I, you know, I've, I definitely got to meet a lot of um, network execs and, and um, producers, and I got to meet uh, Ted, the big man on campus, which was pretty cool. Um, and it was, yeah, but... You know, you don't want to. That's a tricky thing. You know, just because you're just because you have access and you get behind the curtain, you don't want to just be like, oh, be that guy who's like, oh, well, here's my script and I've got this script and you should read this. And you know, it's cool enough that I'm an actor in a Netflix show. I don't need to like beg and plead. And hopefully, you know, my work speaks for itself and it'll get to them in the right way, the right time. So, so um, how did you get into acting? Oh God, I sold my soul to the devil. I was very young. Um, I was at a crossroads. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I always knew I was going to do some kind of performing. When I was a kid, I was always, you know, every, every actor was like, oh, I was the class clown or whatever. But I, I really was. Like, I I was always performing, and I, I was doing theater in school and in elementary school. I was doing plays and things and loved it. And I, I was a kid actor for, like, a year and a half and then I was like ah this sucks I want to go play baseball and hang out with my friends and I stopped and then um I kind of picked it back up again in high school I actually went to Northwestern to become a writer I actually wanted to be a screenwriter that was like my I sort of had decided because I've always been a huge movie buff and a film geek and I mean I was such a film geek and I mean I, I had a very weird high school experience where I was like I played baseball I did theater um and and I edited the film review magazine okay. of my high school. So I was like super dorky and kind of cool at the same time. I sort of like couldn't figure out who I wanted to be. And I think the cool kids thought I was too dorky and the dorky things, kids thought I was too cool. So I kind of didn't find my way until college. But I was like, yeah, you know, I, I think screenwriting was where I wanted to be. And then in college, you know, like my freshman year of college, I, I auditioned for a play just kind of on a whim and I got the lead in it. And I wasn't a theater major, and everyone was like, what? Who's this guy? And it bit me so hard. And once I got back on stage and started acting again, I was like, oh, man, this is really where it's at for me. And, you know, it really called, like, actors will say, like, I didn't choose it. It chose me, and it it definitely chose me. Like, there's some weird Lord of the Rings, you know, calling uh, calling to me kind of a thing where it's like, you have to do this. Like, this is your mission in life or something, or this is your path. And, uh yeah, I just kept doing it. I switched majors. I was an English major. I switched to uh, theater, and the rest is history, man. Yeah. I think now with like the whole like social media, or even like you know, like I don't know how old you are, but you know, you know, I'm 40 years old. But now it's like if you see somebody, you know, like they want to play baseball, they want to play football, but they also yeah. do the theater and you know whatever. They don't consider them dorks anymore or cool. You know, it's like a you're you're welcome to do everything. You know. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's like really it's funny. changed. Totally has changed. And I also went to like, I went to like a fancy prep school. So like a lot of kids were being groomed to be like doctors and lawyers and Wall Street people. And and I just didn't fit in. There was like a small artsy crowd. And uh, yeah, it's weird. I think, and I think the geeks have totally inherited the earth at this point, right? I mean, like we are the cool kids now. Um, And I think, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with social media and just kind of like, no one can really get away with anything anymore. You know, everyone is sort of like fair game. Like anyone's personality is sort of like, just you can find your you can find your way you know back in the day you know uh, 
it, it really wasn't you weren't able to find your people as easily i think is what it is and like your the tribes the tribes have now spoken and it's uh yeah it's good it's a good thing it's a good thing yeah sure. i agree the man cave chronicles on twitter at the mcc podcast we'll be right back hey this is adam nutter and this is greg trout come check out our podcast nerds of words Adam and I talk about pop culture, comedy, comic books, movies, conspiracies. We're both comedians and we might make you laugh. Every week we welcome a guest from the entire spectrum of pop culture and science and comedy. You can follow us on Twitter at NerdsWithWords1. This is G-Rod and you're tuned into the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Um, so like, what do you think has been your biggest achievement so far in the field? Oh man, because you've done a lot of things from what I what I did the research and everything. Yeah, I yeah I've had a I've had a lot of things in my in my career. My career hasn't been so I don't want to age myself too much, but um, but yeah, I mean I've been doing this for a while, and um, man, I you know I've I've it's it's hard to say because I honestly would I honestly never want to feel like I've done like this the one thing in my career that I'm like so proud of, you know, like. I feel like everything that I've done kind of leads to the next, kind of leads to the next. And I'm, I'm looking at my life as like a journey. My career is a journey. And I want, I want to have these great experiences and I want to continue to have them. I want to continue to challenge myself and, and grow as an actor. And, and it's great. You, you know, I, I would say the Punisher is obviously the most visible thing because there's really nothing more visible that I could ever be in than a Marvel, you know, property. And, um, I think the Punisher is now like what, like the most popular TV show in the world at the moment, or something. I, I think so. I think like I think like the first day it came out, I forgot what the numbers were, but it was like I think at one point Netflix froze because people yeah, were just streaming heard, it. Yeah, that's, it's crazy, man. Like that's did, did I ever think I'd be in something like this, like with this kind of visibility? No, although I hoped, but I you know I just I worked my ass off and got to this spot. You know, I think. I, I really treasure my experience working with Steven Soderbergh. He was a real hero of mine since I was honestly like a film student and even in high school. Um, I loved his movies and um, getting to work with him on, on several projects on a TV series on a movie. That was, that was badass Cause he was like, he's like one of my idols, one of like the true auteur filmmakers and one of my idols. And I just, t- to get to like earn his trust and work with him and, and, and sort of be on his team. That was for me, a very, very cool experience. And, and working with Martin Scorsese was insane. Like, there was one point, man, I was on the Wolf of Wall Street doing a scene. I'll never forget it. I was standing on the set and in the middle of a conversation, to my left is Leonardo DiCaprio and to my right is Martin Scorsese. And they're talking over me and to me about this scene. And I was like, I had to take a moment with myself and have that moment where, like, you know, in the movie where the voices get drowned out and you go into the guy's head and, in terms of what he's thinking. Man, I was just like, what is happening? Like, what what, what did I, you know, where did I go? What did I do to it to deserve this moment? And I I think I, I, I try to do that, man. I try to do that with, like, everything I do. I really try to take a, st- take a step back, take a breath, look at it all, appreciate it, because I'm, I'm lucky, man. I work hard, you know. I think I'm okay at what I do, but... You know, a lot of it is luck, and 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 there's a lot of folks who would like to be doing this too. And, and it, it's a, it's a, it's just a cool thing to get to do. And and that that was so that was a cool you know that was a cool moment. That was like okay, like this is this is not something that happens. To you. you know, this is this is a cool this is a cool moment. So I 
yeah, I've had a lot of those, man. And and the Punisher has just been like insane. It's just been great. It's crazy. It's and it's only been out a couple weeks, and and you know, I, I think it's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the response. And I haven't been to a Comic Con yet. I have a couple booked, and I know that I'm going to be going to more. And and uh, I just, I mean, dude, the craziest thing is I get recognized every day of my life now. Like I, it was like before the Punisher. Who's that guy? I mean, today today alone, I got recognized like five times on the subway. I recognized at Costco the other day. I got recognized <laughs> at a movie theater. I got recognized like at a diner. Like it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, but very grateful, very grateful. For yeah, it. I mean, and that's a good thing too. You know, like you know, fans are interacting with you, and you're you know, you you, look like, you sound like a humble guy where you just you know you sit there and you talk back and respond back to them. Uh, dude, I love that. I mean, it's so funny. I get so many messages from people that are like that are so surprised that I'm talking to them, and I and I think to myself, well, first of all. I'm a fan. I don't know if you, I got to tell this story because it just happened to me tonight. I got to tell you what, I don't know if you saw what happened to me on Twitter. Um, but like, I've been bugging Mark Hamill to talk back to me on Twitter for about a month. Mark Hamill is, I mean, I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. That's my, that's my, that's my like holy grail of, of, uh, of geekdom. I've got toys. I've got, I'm, I'm ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I bought my tickets to Last Jedi the moment they went on, I was waiting. I was like at my computer with my coffee and my, you know, lights <laughs> very, very early. And um, I'm going to see it Thursday night and Friday night. I bought back to back tickets, different theaters. I wanted an IMAX experience and then I wanted a regular experience. I'm doing it, I'm doing an IMAX and then I'm doing an Alamo Draft House. So I figured that was kind of like covering all my bases. Um, but yeah, like Mark Hamill is like my, my childhood hero, truly. Like, and um, I've sort of been like, shooting him messages a couple of times here and there over the last month. Cause I was like, Oh, you know, I'm in the Punisher. Maybe, maybe because of the show he'll like notice or something like that. And I did this, um, I did this interview with this thing called chilled magazine, which is a, they, they do a, a print publication, but it's also online. They talk about like food and booze and like where, you know, they interview celebrities. I'm calling myself a celebrity. I, I'm not, but you know, they interview people and stuff and they're like, what do you, where do you like to eat? What do you like to drink? And tell us about yourself. So I did one of these interviews and told the story about how when I was younger, I went to Peter Luger's Steakhouse in Brooklyn and, you know, the waiters came out and sang me happy birthday and Mark Hamill happened to be sitting at a table next to me and he, um, he joined in with a chorus of the, of the diners singing happy birthday to me and I was like, oh my God. And so in the interview, I made a joke. I was like, yeah, Luke Skywalker sang me happy birthday at Peter Luger's, which is my favorite restaurant. I was like, that was, that was like as good as it gets. And the article came out yesterday. They, the the Chill Magazine tweeted it. I retweeted it on my on my feed tonight. This happened like two hours ago. I'm still geeking out over it. It's crazy. <laughs> it happened. So I I retweeted it on my um on my feed, and I just said, hey, you know, this is this article I did. Everyone take a look. And uh, I tell the story about how Mark Hamill sort of sang me Happy Birthday at Peter Luger's, which was like geek heaven for me or something like that. And. Uh, the man responded, the man commented, and he said something like, in his inimitable fashion, he was something like, I do remember, and it was awesome, and I loved singing Happy Birthday to you, or something like that. It was just so, like, funny and cool, and, like, he put emojis in there, and there was a heart emoji in there, and he signed it MH, and it was just like, dude, the reason I tell that story, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm telling the story with a giant smile on my face at the moment. Um, I, I think I tweet, and I tweet... I'm a dork. I tweeted back to him a picture of me with my lightsaber and I was like, 
I was like, dude, you're my you're my hero and you're the greatest and thank you. And I said to him, I was like, you know, you're one of the reasons I do this. Because Star Wars was absolutely the inspiration for me to want to be a creative person. Absolutely, hundred percent. Still is, still is an inspiration for me. And um, the reason I, well, the reason I blathered on about that story was the fact that like, like I know how I feel about the people that I love in this industry and the and the the geek stuff that I love and the people in the sci-fi world that I love and the comic world that I love and. Look how it made me feel when he tweeted back at me. No, I'm no, I'm no Mark Hamill, and I'm not that guy at all. But like, I take my cues from him that like, you know, I want to interact with fans. I'm here because of them, and I am one of them. And so, that has been like the greatest joy in this job, mm-hmm. in this with Punisher, is to been like, to have these, to, to like, like we were talking about tribe. I said tribes earlier. Like, they're my tribe, man. And like, I get to like sit around the campfire with them. That's how I feel about social media now. It's like. Me sitting around the campfire with my friends, my family, talking about the stuff that we love, yeah. and uh, yeah, it just it it's amazing. I, I feel like I feel like I found my place finally, kind of like in this world, and uh, yeah, it's been a thrill, and I can't wait to can't wait to meet them in person. I haven't, you know, except for the odd person who's like, I was at Best Buy trying to get something. The guy's like, Hey, man, I'm sorry, but like, you great job in the pun. I was like, and it just keeps. <laughs> it's like I was like, yeah, and we. I think I ended up chatting with him for like 20 minutes, and then he saw me randomly on the street. The next day, like in another neighborhood, he was like, "Hey," I was like, "Hey, man!" I met all his friends, and we took pictures, and I was like, "This is the best." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure with the whole Mark Hamill thing, like you probably screenshot at the tweet and like send it to your friends. Yeah, I called my best friend. <laughs> Literally, like the second I got it, I called my best friend, who's one of the guys I'm going to Star Wars on th- next Thursday night with, and I was like, "I got to read you, the- Mark." I was the first. I was like, Hamill tweeted me. He was like, "Oh my god!" And then, uh, oh, I've texted like 12 people already, and everyone's just sending me back lots of exclamation points and lots of support because <laughs> everyone, all my geeky friends know what this means to me and, and, and what it means to them. They're like, I'm one degree of separation from Skywalker. <laughs> have you, uh, That's have, right. have you ever been to a comic con before? Yeah, I've been to a bunch of comic cons. Um, I was at, I was at New York comic con this year. We didn't do our, our panel, but uh, Netflix gave me a pass and I was walking around comic con this year, which is funny because the show hadn't come out, so like I didn't get stopped. Like I think I got stopped once because somebody was, had seen something about me or something knew me from like the Nick or something. Um, but yeah, it was fun. I, I got to go to New York Comic Con this year, and I was totally incognito. Probably the last Comic Con I'll ever go to where people don't recognize me. Yeah. I went to my first one last year. That's why I was asking you because it was like it was interesting. You know, I I was never you know oh I want to go to something like this, but I, I just told my wife one time I was like oh let's go and see what it's all about you know and just check it out and it was actually a fun time it's great well you know some of the smaller ones um you know the ones that are not like new york or san diego um they're uh they're they're really fun and you get to actually like i think the folks who come there to do the pictures and the signings and stuff they're there's more of a relaxed environment it's it's a cool it's a cool kind of a thing it's a cool hangout but new york is just New York is like an airport. New York is like LaGuardia Airport during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a smaller one, which it wasn't too crazy. You know, I was in there for a few hours, and that's all I needed, and I was out of there. Yeah, they're all great. Look, and New York's great, too. It's just – it's so – it's just so crowded. You can barely move. Um, but it's cool. Like, you, it, it is a fun time. You know, I, I definitely get lost there. Um, I love meeting the artists. That was my favorite part of it, like, whenever there's comic artists and, and – and uh and fan artists there i love meeting them and i bought a, I bought a super cool piece actually last year at uh near comic-con 2016 i bought a a burn state puff marshmallow man head mounted on a plaque like a deer head <laughs> some guy was selling them i was like boom sold yeah 
Yeah, it's 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 actually the the part of the reason I went there was because it was just cool like to find stuff that you can't find anymore when you were growing up. You know, like oh, like you know, like eighty stuff, like the old toys. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I saved a lot of mine. I didn't save any of my. I don't. You know, I don't have my Endor playset anymore, unfortunately, or my Millennium Falcon. Although I did buy a, or I guess my wife bought me a. The, the drone, the Millennium Falcon drone last year that they came out with, or a couple years yeah. ago, years ago. Did, the, like, indoor drone, it's, like, made of rubber. Okay, that? yep, yeah. Did you leave it in the box, or did you actually take it out? No, I took, I took it out. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I know. I'm not, I'm not that young. I'm not, I'm not so young I can leave, leave things in boxes anymore. Although I did leave my light, I bought a lightsaber, and I did leave it in the box, but I'm, I'm going to take it out for Thursday night and bring it to the theater with me. Cause I, I, <laughs> there you go. Have a question for the Man Cave Chronicles? Tweet them now at the MCC Podcast. Rotoware.com. Rotoware. Big shout out to the Rotoware uh, company. It's so goddamn comfortable. Can't recommend them enough, man. Yeah. High quality t shirts. Shout out to Rotoware.com. You see me rocking the shirts on the videos and stuff like that. Where'd you get that? Rotoware. That is courtesy of Rotoware. It's just it's just the highest quality of shirts. Yeah, I really like the baseball designs you got here. The shirt is beautiful. Everybody who I've talked to who has the shirt basically says they can't believe how good the quality is. Yeah, kid, I've seen you've been getting a lot of love. You said you've been only running for a little over a month. I- CBS guys are tweeting out shirts. I'm seeing fantasy personalities everywhere digging this guy's shirt. I love the Run DFS shirt. It comes with the baseball cards with all the different shirts on it. Rotoware on Twitter. Check out rotoware.com. Oh my God. Is this, is this shirt making love to me right now? Like, what's going on? I love this shirt. <laughs> so, I, I, when I was reading some stuff online, I noticed, you know, you've been on a couple other shows too. Uh, Rescue Me. I was in Rescue Me. Yeah. I did an episode of Rescue Me. How was it? That was like one of my favorite shows. How was that? Yeah, that was an intense experience. I actually, I played a, uh, a 9-11 victim in a dream sequence with Dennis Leary. Um, so that was really, really intense. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. That's an old credit. Yeah. How was it working on that set? It was cool, man. I, you know, I was there I was there for a day. Or maybe No, sorry. I was there two days. Um it was cool. He was he was a funny guy. I've always been a Dennis Leary guy. Yeah. Always been more partial to Bill Hicks, but I, I like Dennis Leary. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, that was a, that was a cool show. That was a, a pretty, pretty pretty cool show. The writing. And you were also on another uh, Netflix show, uh, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, you know, there's a funny story behind that. I was on Orange Is the New Black. I actually my part got cut out of Orange Is the New Black, so people were trying to find it. I'm in the credits on an episode, but I shot three scenes in Orange Is the New Black, and it got cut. It was a character that was going to recur too, and it got cut. But I still got the credit, and I still got the IMDb credit. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> hey, why not? I shot it. Right. Um, so, like, what do you try to improve every day for, like, in your acting, in your career? What do you do every day to make yourself better and better? Oh God. Try not to get wrapped too much in the anxiety of not working. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, what do I do every day? I, you know, it's funny. I, I definitely, I wake up every day if I'm not, you know, working on something or auditioning or whatever I'm doing. Um, I try to make as many connections as I can. Um, I try to like email folks, call folks, talk about like a project that I'm doing, a project that they're doing, kind of look at the industry, what's going on, read up on some stuff. Um, you know, I audition quite a bit, and so 
and I, and I work a fair amount. So I'm always, I feel like I, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to exercise sort of the acting muscle a lot. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take classes or, or anything currently. Um, although I wouldn't, a lot of actors who are working actors who are great actors, they do it. And, and I definitely go, I go in and out, you know, I've, I've had acting coaches and stuff that I've worked with, but, um, yeah, man, you know, I, I try to make sure every day I'm doing something for my career, you know, whether it's like talking to fans online, whether it's, um, reading scripts, whether it's reaching out to my agents, my manager to talk about projects coming up, writing stuff. That's, you know, I, that's why I love to write. I'm always writing new stuff, writing new projects. Right now I'm, I'm super like wrapped up in both of these writing projects in terms of trying to pitch them out and develop them. So yeah, I, I'm, I keep myself pretty busy. Yeah. What do you think yeah. is the hardest role you've played so far? Wow. The hardest role I ever played was in the Lion King. I toured with the Lion King. I don't know if any, some people might know that if they look me up. Um, and that was a very hard job. Um, can I say that that one? I'm not sure wondering how to film a TV gig, but man, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if you've ever seen, have you seen the Lion King? I feel like everyone's yes, seen the Lion King. Yeah. I have a okay. two and a half year old daughter. I think my wife has played it a few times for her. <laughs> well, have you, wait, have you seen the show? Have you gone to see the show? Oh, the show? No, it hasn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's made it this way yet. Oh, okay. Well, I was in the national tour of the show. Um, and a number of years ago, and I got to, uh, I played one of the hyenas, uh, I played Ed the hyena with the tongue, you know, the crazy one, yep. and I also understudied Timon and Zazu and got to play those as well, but um, the the there's like an, uh, an animal parade in the beginning of the show, and all these giant animals come on stage and these huge puppets, and one of the, pu- the like main huge puppet is this elephant, and the people, what they didn't tell me before I got the gig was, oh, you know, the hyenas are the ones who, like, have to lift the elephant puppet and bring it through the crowd and then bring it on stage. And I am not a very strong human being. I am a average-sized person. And that was hard work. And I was in, I got into such good shape. But, man, trying to do that show, trying to play a hyena eight times a week for, like, anywhere from two to 5,000 people a night in different cities all over the country... That was a hard, hard job, hard job, fun but hard. And uh, now they're, uh, I think they're redoing the Lion King, aren't they? They're doing another movie or something with like, was it Will Smith and? Yeah, there's a whole bunch a whole of things. Yeah, 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 they're doing as if they needed to remake that movie. Can we stop? Can we just stop remaking everything? It's driving me. It's actually driving me crazy. Yeah, it's like what? Although you know, I guess you could say that Ryan Johnson is going to remake Star Wars with his new trilogy, but. Uh, that that's kind of okay. I think if you're gonna like spin it off, you know, like do a different version or do a different kind of thing. Yeah. But it is, man. It's like remake city now. And there's so many good things. There's so many good writers and good ideas. Like we don't we don't need to be doing that. Yeah. Like I get the whole remakes of like you know Batman and Spider Man, but when you start like attacking like those like eight, like like Red Dawn, the original Red Dawn, and then they make a new one. Yeah. Or the Karate Kid, and they made another one. It's like, oh yeah, well that was. Well, have you wait? Has has the Cobra Kai come out yet on YouTube? No, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, when when does that come out? I'm I dying think, to see it. I think it's next year. Oh my god, how good does that look though? Oh, I, like when I heard about it, I like brilliant. Took a screenshot of my phone and I sent it to my wife, and I'm like, we're getting YouTube. What is it? YouTube Red or something like that? Yeah, some like fancy YouTube. <laughs> I don't even know. I have no idea how I'm going to get the show, but. Yeah, um, like that's that's badass. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and he's cool. I met Ralph Macchio. He's a he's a sweet sweet guy. Very nice. I that's the re- the reason I went to um to the, to the Comic Con last year was to meet uh, Zapka. He was there. 
Oh, get out. Yeah. So it was like, it was awesome meeting him. William Zabka. And, uh, yeah, there was another one that was here a few years ago. I know I didn't get a chance to make it. You, it was, it was a uh, Machio and him together, which that would have been a cool photo op, but. Oh yeah. So, yes. Yeah, I, I got it. You know, it was funny. Like the first comic con I have coming up that I'm definitely booked for is Pensacon in, uh, Florida in February. Okay. Um, which I hear is a very cool one. And, um, I, I might be at others before then, but um, yeah, I started looking down the list of people who are going to be there, and like, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to meet that guy or that girl, or, and like, take a picture. And I was like, wait a second, I gotta like hold my shit together and like be cool about this. I can't just go there and like be gushing all over else. But yeah. like, that's the coolest part for me is is not only to meet the fans, but like, yeah, I'm the same way, man. I like, yeah. there are all these like Walking Dead folks are going to be there, and I'm yeah. a huge Walking Dead fan, so I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like take a picture with so and so. You know, it's, yeah. it's neat. I, um, I had a uh, Jeremy Palco on the podcast uh, about a month ago or so, and you know, and he's posting on social media when he goes to the comic con- comic cons and stuff like that with like pe- people that he's looking forward to meet, and he gets pictures taken with them, and it's like, you know, the geek comes out of him too when he meets somebody that he looked up to and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, it's 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 one of those things where you're just like, yeah, I mean. It, you can't you can't say enough you can't say enough you can't say enough about how like how cool it is it's it's and you and you have to appreciate it you have to just because you know it's yeah. it's all fleeting oh yeah. yeah who do you uh who are like some of your inspirations like who do you look up to like in the in the acting world oh man it's a good question well i love daniel day lewis i just think he is amazing i'm so psyched for this new movie, although he tells he tells everyone he's retiring from acting after Phantom Thread comes out, um, that's the new Paul Thomas Anderson. I, I he's one of my favorite actors. I just absolutely love him. Um, you know, I really dig Paul Giamatti. I'm actually a huge Paul Giamatti fan. Um, some other actors I love. Oh God, I love um, I love Buscemi. Okay. Uh, um, it's a good question. You know. I haven't been asked this question in a long time. I haven't really sat and thought about it. Um, I, you know, oh, you know, who I love is Gary Oldman. Oh man, I love Gary Oldman. I love all his whole career. Just awesome, awesome stuff. Um, I love, you know, who I love is Walton Coggins from uh, from uh, Hateful Eight and from um, Vice Principals. Okay, yeah, because he is fantastic. He's such a fantastic actor, um, and I love. Um, uh, what's what's the dude's name from uh, who played uh, Krennic in um, in uh, Rogue One? Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Is it Orson Krennic or whatever his name is? I think he's so. an Australian. Yeah, he's so good. He was in um, he's in that Netflix show. Ah, oh, goddammit. Anyway, he's great. <laughs> which Netflix show is all? <laughs> there's a billion. Yeah, of which Netflix show? Yeah, there's just that one. You know, the one on Netflix. Yeah. That's an easy pretty, one. Pretty pretty soon, I don't think there's gonna be any network TV left except for Netflix. Hey, it's okay with me, man. Honestly, like, that's yeah. all the content out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like there. There's I I love so many actors, you know. But I you know what I love are filmmakers. I'm I'm a film geek, man. I'm a, I'm a huge huge film geek, and I love directors, and I love going to the movies, and yeah, I'm I'm just I'm I'm sort of a I'm sort of a director head. Yeah, sure. What do you think? Like, um, is your dream role? Oh wow, dream role. I mean, Ryan Johnson's new Star Wars trilogy, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, no, something I mean, in yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, is that going to... What's the, like, the base on that now? Are they gonna, they're not going to, like, redo the original ones, right? No, it's going to take place... In, he said it's going to take place somewhere in some other corner of the galaxy in a totally new story, a total, like, as if, you know, there are other things happening, just like in our own world, if there's, like, another Earth somewhere and yeah. some other part of the galaxy, like... Yeah, it's, I don't think it's got anything to do with anything. I think they're giving him sort of carte blanche, which which makes me feel like Last Jedi is going to be so good. Do you? How think, could it not? Be? Oh yeah, they yeah, give yeah. him the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, so based wonder, on that. So I wonder, like, if that new trilogy is, is it going to still going to have like stormtroopers and stuff like that, or are they going to make up all new characters? That's really good. I I hope that they make up all new characters. I hope that, but you know. I have to say, I, I'm I'm sad about Lucas not being involved anymore. I'm not a prequel fan. Sorry if there are any people who are going to hate me for saying that. I'm 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 not a prequel fan, but I still am a George Lucas fan, and so yeah. I think there's something to be said for having him involved in the lore and the mythology of Star Wars and all of it. Um, but who knows? You know that I think that next trilogy is for like our kids, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be for our kids because it's not going to come out for a number of years. And I, you know, so. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a place for this funny Jewish guy from New York to be in there. I don't think there's been a funny Jewish guy in a Star Wars movie yet, has there? I, don't, I, I really don't think so. No, we, we <laughs> I need don't that. Think so. yeah. yeah, we need that guy. So that would be that would be a dream. I mean, that would be like a dream project, dream role. I don't know, man. I'd love to be on another show where I get to, you know, do some action and do some comedy and do some drama, just like this show, and just kind of keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I, I've already kind of like been able to do so many cool things, and I, I feel very grateful. So I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, whatever comes, comes. Yeah. I'm, I'm what are, What are like some of your favorite TV shows and movies like right now? Oh man, let's see. Um, you know, I've been there's an Alamo. Have you ever been to the Alamo Draft House? Is there one in in no, Boston? I'm, I don't. I don't know. You know about that place though, right? No. What is it? Oh, it's like a it's like a geek movie theater where they 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 serve booze and food, and you get to they show old movies and stuff. So. They made it started in Austin, Texas, and then there's been a, a bunch of them around the country. And so they they put one in Brooklyn, and they have like theme nights and old movies. And I got to see The Thing recently there. They showed The Thing, like an old 35 millimeter. Um, wow. No, not sorry, uh, not not a 35. Uh, it was a 70 millimeter print. They were supposed to be 35 millimeter. We showed up, and they said we have the only existing 70 millimeter print that hasn't been shown in 10 years, and we're going to show it tonight. I was like, oh, oh my god. So. I've been seeing like so many old movies there. Like that's what I've been doing recently. Is like anytime I can play hooky, I go and I see. I saw The Shining and getting to see some really cool movies that I, I never saw on the big screen. But uh, in terms of TV shows, I, um, like I said, I'm a Walking Dead guy for sure. Yeah, um, been watching that. Um, I love Curb Enthusiasm, which oh, is that's an, one of my favorite shows. <laughs> so funny. Oh yeah, so, Larry uh, David is. There's days where I'm like, Larry David is a genius. Yeah, he is totally. Um, so that was fun. That's a fun show. Um, what else? Stranger Things, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have, you know, having kids, I don't have too much time. I'm a huge Catastrophe fan. Um, it's such a funny show. If people haven't seen that on Amazon. It's so good. Um, Transparent. We watched that in our house. Black Mirror. Love Black Mirror. And that's coming out. I think season four is coming out at the end of the month. So pretty psyched about that. So yeah, those are my, those are my shows pretty much. Um, Eric Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, yeah. I mean, Love Stephen Colbert. Were you a Letterman fan? I was. I was a huge Letterman fan. I was a devout Letterman fan, and uh, I miss him. But I'm very happy that Stephen Colbert is there because he's he's 
he's been passed the baton in a very cool way, or he's 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 uh, accepted the baton, I should say, in a, in a, in a great way from Letterman. What do you think is your favorite character that you ever played? Would you say it's the Punisher for uh, Sam Stein? Yeah, why not? Uh, I got to play so many cool characters and so many different things, but uh, yeah, this was fun. It was a great mix of like action and comedy and drama, and which is really what I love to do. Like I, I never think of myself as a one trick pony. I like I think I like to do and, and can do a lot of different things, and so. It was cool. I got uh, I got to do a lot of a lot of different stuff in it. So yeah, this was a good one. Why not? Let's say this one. All right. And uh, lastly, what's a what's a fun fact about you that you want the fans and the listeners to know? Oh, geez, a fun fact. Whew. I mean, I have four year old twin girls. You may have seen fleeting glimpses of them on social media, but uh, my first and foremost, my job is dad. We say actor, writer, producer, but like I'm a dad. That's what I am. And I drop my kids off at school every day. And I pick my kids up from school every day. And uh, we sit and have dinner as a family. And uh, I would say that's that's the thing that brings me the greatest joy is being a dad. I know you, you're a dad too, so yeah. you, you get it. You get what that means. Like oh, once yeah. you have kids, it's it changes your life. And so yeah, like as much as the acting thing means a lot to me, writing whatever, like being this guy, being in this Marvel thing, which is cool and fun, like uh, being a dad has has been like the job of my life. So, yeah, that's why you better hope the dads in Brooklyn gets picked up. You have a lot, <laughs> you have a lot of stories to tell. Or there's a re- yeah, or there's a resurrection, or they give me the Colson treatment and I get my own Agents of Shields show, there you which go. people have been lobbying for already. Yeah. Um, We've been coming up with some fun hashtags for that. Too. Yeah, anything's possible in those shows. You never know, man. Hey, why not? But yeah, I'm okay. Everyone, cross your fingers. Yeah, it would be cool. I would love for that show to, to get made and get picked up. But you know, you'll see me and stuff. I'll be I'll be doing stuff and I'll be out there again. What's um What's the best way for like listeners or fans to find you? Twitter, Instagram. Yeah, you know, I I would say my main my main thing is uh, Instagram, and on Instagram I'm Michael underscore Nathanson. Um. Or if you just type in, if you start typing in Michael Nathanson, I think I come up because I'm the only verified Michael Nathanson. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be hard to find me. Um, and then on Twitter, uh, I'm mnathanson underscore one. I think. Yep. God, I hope I hope that that's right. Um, that was the hardest thing. Try to find a Twitter name with my name in it because it's only a certain number of letters, right? That you can do a Twitter name with, or something. And yeah, I couldn't. I, th- I think it's like fifth. Is it fifteen characters or something like that? Yeah, whatever it is, like my name's too long, so I couldn't do my name. And like every every freaking thing I tried with my name in it, like didn't work. And so I ended up with M Nathanson underscore one. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> I was like so fed up one day, I think, and I just decided that was going to be it because I couldn't pick up a cooler name than that. So <laughs> those are my handles, folks. Come find me and say hi. I will yeah. promise to say hi back. Oh yeah, you're you're good. You're, I've seen you on social media. You're you're pretty good with the fans and the listeners. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, I wear that as a badge of honor. I, I, it means a lot to me that the fans reach out. All right. Well, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on, and you know, hope you come back on soon. This was fun. Yeah, brother. It was a pleasure, man. Thanks for thanks for inviting me on, and uh, hope everyone's enjoying the Punisher. And, and thanks for letting me uh, thanks for letting me, you know, talk for a while about a lot of nonsense. No problem.